Yeah, that's what we want. That's what the people want. If you do not wish to have the money, you gotta give the people what they want. Hardcore porn. I was gonna say. More dudes. Yeah, more dudes. Yeah, more dudes. Hardcore porn. I was gonna say. More dudes. Eighth inch at a time. Yeah. Damn, you're balling eight. Pixelated. This is a Japanese. I was thinking like Mario. Oh, there we go. For the 8-bit. Yeah. 8bitboners.com. Let's all go to the lobby. It's kind of like Yoshi. Let's all go to the lobby. 8bit.boner. Welcome to the Movie Pit Podcast, presented by RMJ Media. Welcome back to the Movie Pit Podcast. This is episode 33, where we're going to review 1999's Go. This is your host, Ryan. Joined as always, Seth. Howdy, y'all. Back with us again, Tristan. What's up, guys? Roxy. Hello. And B. Hello. And Jesse. What's up, world? So, before we get into this crap... You know the routine. Go around the room, what we've been watching, what we want to see, what we don't want to see. Hi, my name is Seth, and I'm an alcoholic. Oh, wait, wrong, wrong <laughs> meeting. That's wrong the meeting, wrong shit. meeting. But we're in a Even big circle. Even though we're on a circle. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back, just, guys. It feels so... <laughs> Why, you got some? <laughs> um, okay, well, kind of a short list here. We got American Sniper. Never seen it before. It's a good movie. That's a hard movie to fucking watch. Yeah. It, whew, I enjoyed it quite a bit, though. It but it uh, took me on a ride that I was okay venturing on. Um, and then after that, I went to the American. And um, I don't know why I had this like American theme thing going on. but uh, American pie? No, no. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, went to Shazam, the new one. The oh, yeah. Battle of the Gods or whatever. First one was way better, in my opinion. Um, Nostradamus. That was fun. Uh, Dale and Tucker vs. Evil. My mom was talking about it so much, I was like, fuck it, I'll watch it. You know what I mean? Ironically, I watched that this week, too. So. <laughs> really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, air high five. Boom. Um, let's see here. Devil's Advocate. Mm. I love that fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, that was that's a tasty one. I felt tingly watching it. It was nice. If you like, I watch End of Days. Okay. It's not a good movie. It's a fun movie. Wait, is that the one with Seth Rogen and all that? Oh, oh no, that's, that's uh, uh, this is the end. Uh, okay. End of Days is an Arnold Schwarzenegger, Y2K, the world's going to end thing, where Gabriel Burns plays the devil. It's a good fucking movie. <laughs> Gabriel Byrne, who was the dad in Hereditary. I think the devil needed a translator. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, man, I'm going to be honest. I, I know a lot of languages, but I am not feeling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't even fucking. Quit even telling know. me to get to the <laughs> chopper. Yeah. Devil. Um, yeah. And then The Adventures of Mark Twain, the 1985 claymation one. <laughs> man, that one fucking rocks. By the way, if you guys get an opportunity. I can honestly say I have never seen that, let alone heard of that one. Okay, so. Mark Twain's like, all right, the comet came in when I was born, and I'm going out when the comet leaves. And so they, 
he's got this dope ass like what's it called? Um, it's it's a it's a balloon, right? Uh, but he can control it and it can do all kinds of like crazy ass shit. So these little kids stow away onto the balloon and then he goes Mark up traveling. Mark Twain? Mark Adventures of Mark Twain, man. Oh, yeah, that's a new one. Well, anyways, <laughs> the, my, my favorite part about it is they go into like the bottom of the ship and it can essentially, it's got this portal and it's got different settings. And they go into this one realm and they walk up to this guy and he's like, he's got no head, but he's holding a stick and on the stick has like a, like a face from like a drama, you know, like the drama faces or whatever the hell they're called. Okay. Um, and he's holding it with it one hand, but he's got no head, just the face. And they're like, hi, who are you? He's like, I'm an angel. They're like, oh, what's your name? He's like, Satan. And the little kid's like, oh, he's like, what's wrong? And he's like, uh, that's kind of a weird name for an angel. He's like, here, let me show you. And then like he just kind of starts doing this all the stuff, and they create man, and then they like destroy it because he hates like the sound of them. And it's it's fucking awesome. Hmm. Like I maybe you just got to be super high to watch it, but I I watched it twice. Honestly, I I liked it. I watched it, then I showed Kristen, and I, I strongly recommend it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, after that, um, weird. Uh, the Al Yankovic story. I want to cover that on here. Okay. I don't, has anyone else here seen it? No, I want to. It's a great biopic for Weird Al because it's not a biopic. It's a parody of a biopic. Oh, so it's almost it's like VHS or VHF. Oh, even, like it's literally about him, but it's making events up in his life. Mm-hmm. It's fucking great. It it was a lot of fun to watch actually like a lot a lot yeah no I I like I like his films he doesn't do a lot of them but like VHF is such a crazy film to watch um and then Galaxy Quest was my last one I love that movie that's yeah. such a good movie um oh and the new season of Umbrella Academy there's a new season yeah. Or season three, I believe. I don't know if it's brand new, but it's brand new to us. So we started watching that. I can honestly say I have not watched a single season of that. That's actually a good show. Is it? I don't mind it, yeah. It starts out kind of slow and takes a little bit to build up, but it's a good show. There's some things that happen in the new season that Kristen kind of saw coming, and I was just like, oh, come on now. And you're just like, all right, well. I don't remember if I've seen the newest season or not. I'll have Mm. to go and look. You would know. You would know. Um, but that, that's... Wait, with you, Jesse? Oh, I'm going? Okay. Um, but you don't have to leave. You can talk. <laughs> he just gets up and runs. <laughs> Freedom! <laughs> uh, no, so... You guys know the only movies I watch are with you. So I know that. I'll talk about my book because I finally finished the I was second ask one. which one you're into, yeah. I, I'm... I, I got busy the last couple of weeks, but I ended book two and like, you, you know, the whole story so far of like they're in a world mm. transferring through people's minds in different parts of history. And it's crazy because like they pick up this old black lady. I don't know if she's old, like middle age, I guess, in New York City, 1960s. And she's a multimillionaire. Okay. And somehow like one day a brick fell on her head back like when she was a kid and fucked her up. So she has like two personalities that she doesn't know anything about. 
and like it just like follows on later on where this they finally find a third door to help the hero out and he walks through and like he's like watching this dude's eyes he's like all right what where am i what timeline am i on and like he watches this dude come up into apartment and drop a brick on that chick's head oh nice and then this little kid jake that died earlier in the story like he sees it on like later on he watches this dude push that kid jake in front of a car and kill him like the little kid was telling him and he finally realizes like oh dude this is the dude who like fucked all these people up like he's in this timeline and he just fully takes over this dude's body and is like fuck it if you die you die you deserve it <laughs> wow yeah, that I'm sounds gonna go intense and, i'm gonna go back and reread those because you've been talking about them so i literally put every fucking book that stephen king wrote on my phone e-reader so i'm definitely gonna go back and reread those yeah no it's and it's crazy because they're just like time hopping through all these events and they're all like related you're just like oh that's the dude who killed that little kid and you're like yeah he's in his head and like so later on too that same old black lady she's a paraplegic because like somebody pushed her on the tracks when she was older and it was the same dude oh so wow she got she hit the tracks and a train ran over her legs and she lost them <laughs> oh my god she didn't mind the gap dude no <laughs> and like it's crazy because she has two personalities one's like this one rich sophisticated lady and the other one is just straight fucking ghetto just talking about how honky wants to rape her and wants oh her to God. spread his ass she's looking at these two dudes like you know you want this you can't get this i'll kill you come on come over here i know you're gonna try to rape me it's like whoa and then she'll just come to and she's just like the most polite old rich lady damn it's a crazy tale, dude. It sounds like one of the. It sounds like it's to the point now where it's hard to put down. Like you start going, you know, kind of where you're at, then you start cranking away, and you're just like, okay. Well, that, this, his ode of... to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. He's like he always wanted to write a Lord of the Rings style story, and but he didn't want to do it right away because he's like, mm. I don't want to steal his ideas. I just kind of want to borrow and go on my own epic journey. And like, yeah, once you get through book one, it gets substantially better. Huh. But going with what you were saying, that's kind of the tell the tape with Stephen King. Any book of his that's over, let's say, 600 pages, you have to trek <laughs> yeah. through a lot. But once yeah. you hit the that juicy point, part, yeah. you cannot put it down. Yeah, like an everlasting guy. Like stopper. Bag of Bones, Duma Key. Oh, dude, they were on that beach for so fucking long. <laughs> like, he talks about it, make it sounding like forever, but he also makes it feel like forever. You're just like, Jesus, are they going to ever leave this fucking beach? Yeah. Guess sounds like you're salty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shitty puns, get started. Yeah. Only in this world. Yeah. This Tristan? Realm. Um... <clears throat> I haven't watched much really. Um, I actually watched Baywatch, the new one. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it it wasn't. Do you need some midweek uh, midweek uh, flapping? It's <laughs> like Baywatch. This will do. Eh, no, it wasn't really that great. My girl was like, "Oh, let's watch this," and I was like, "Oh, yay, okay." Um, and then I started rewatching. Would Harry it be Potter. better if we just slam my dick in the drawer? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I could film it. <laughs> Hey, we could sell that and make some money. Dickinadrawer.com. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yes. D-I-D. Buy it today. <laughs> <laughs> Low price at twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> Two monthly payments and three out of ten. Be like. APR. Shopping extra. Shipping extra outside of Canada. Crabs come extra. Mmm. Little pinchers. <laughs> I pinch. Crabs are tasty. <laughs> Fucking love crabs. 
I love. There's this one place down in the, uh, on like Dobson and something. It's called uh, Angry Crab. I believe. Angry Crab. Yeah, yeah it's delicious. And you, it's if Dobson you want, in Guadalupe. Oh, it's pretty good. That's what I said. You just weren't listening. Anyways, so no, you, you said if somewhere you, <laughs> off of Dobson. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It all blurs long. together. You know, it's just it's it's Mesa. It's everything and everywhere and nowhere at the same time. It's just full of crabs. But if you want, when they bring your bucket, you know, because you can break them with your hands or the little crackers, or you can ask for a rock. And you can use the rock to smash open the crabs. You can get a rock there. Mm-hmm. You can, oh, you get like big rocks. <laughs> I'm going to tell the homies Wouldn't surprise me in that part of Mesa. <laughs> yeah. They're not white, like, are they? Can I, can I be like, can I get a rock? And they'll say yes. And then they just bring two hands full. And then you get to take your pick. Like, I'd like both, please. Like, okay. And then you use the one rock to smash the other rock. <laughs> and then you use that same rock to Where smash the crabs. <laughs> I have no <laughs> clue where the hell this <laughs> is going right now. You got on a rant about crack. <laughs> is we're that all you about uh, yeah, and well, crab? And then Harry Potter. I started those over again. And uh, NCIS been binge watching the fuck out of that. Yeah, you said you were watching New Orleans, right? Yeah. Okay, so I think we're on like season three or four of that one now. So hopefully it'll be over soon. God so damn, I can watch has it been else. out that long already? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it came out in like 2011 or Filled 12. Yet? God, no fucking way. I'm pretty sure. Holy That's why I've, pop culture I exists. Think, dude, it's I, there to let you I know might be wrong. wrong. I'm Hold getting on. old. <laughs> I've been trying to tell you that. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you can get the hint with the cane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I got that little handicap parking spot out front Damn now. It. I think he's demented. Yeah. I pick you up so often that That's just don't... dementia, not <laughs> demented. <laughs> it's a mixture of both. <laughs> One led to the oh, other. Sorry, it was 2014 that it started. All, damn, all, all roads lead to Rome. Wow. <laughs> 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 One in Rome, eat mushrooms. Uh, beat. That sounds like fun. <laughs> I haven't down. been watching much. Uh, the two movies that I've watched... Uh, one of them I watched with, or both of them we watched, I watched with her. One of them was um, Friday After Next. Yeah. Great movie. I, that's <laughs> love that. Favorite yeah. Friday. That's uh, a blast. And then um, the other one was uh, Knowing with uh, Nicolas Cage. That is a surprisingly good movie, believe it or not. No, it's it's crazy. To, I, to me, I think it, they put like the whole religion and uh, science into like one. Yeah. Okay. So now, if you want to, this actually goes to everyone here. If you want to see a good Nicolas Cage movie, ignore the fact that fucking Twatty McTwatterson, Amber Heard's in the movie. Watch Drive Angry. I've seen that movie. I just want to see him steal the Declaration of Independence. Amazing fucking movie. movie. (laughs) And actually, one of the guys that was in the movie that we watched tonight. Is actually in that movie. No shit. Like, have you thought about how much of a badass you have to be to steal the Declaration of Independence? That's kind of the <laughs> ultimate, like, fucking G move. <laughs> like, fuck the U.S. government. I'll steal your document. Especially if your face can burst into flames and I didn't give a moment. That's right. Well, <laughs> if you wore John Travolta's face for a while, too. I mean. All right. <laughs> that was the worst trip to the drive-in I ever had. It was a... Double feature of Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider <laughs> Spirit of Vengeance. I didn't mind Ghost Rider the first one though. For, well, I also the only thing that made it tolerable like for me 12. was yeah, kind of where I'm at. The Not only 12, thing that but... made it 
palatable for me was Sam Elliott being in it. Yeah. Because he is fucking amazing. And I love fucking yeah. Sam Elliott looks just like our, my grandpa. Are you like grandpa? Yeah, it's he, true. He looks fucking, it's scary resemblance. He's just not as tall. He's definitely no, a lot shorter. Well, well Sam Elliott isn't as tall years. as you think he is. Sam Elliott's shorter than I am. Hmm. He's only five foot eight. Huh. Be he's just in a lot of Western movies where he's wearing cowboy boots, boots. that have hills. Ah. Uh, <laughs> well played. They just don't have the um, fucking twisty. You watch Barbarian too. Oh, yeah, Barbarian. Did you like that? That shit was fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to squeeze that in the somewhere down the line. I'm rearranging some shit right now. I'd be totally down to watch it again. It wasn't, I don't know, I kind of expected a little bit more people were like, oh my god, this is super fucked up, and I watched it, and yeah, it was weird, but it wasn't, I don't know, it was bizarre again. It was just another one of those, the the monster, just like Roxy said, how they had like this special little love moment at the end where she was just kind of like human again for a moment, and you're just like, what What the fuck, why is that happening? Yeah, I don't know. I always felt like Bone Tomahawk was a really fucked up movie too, though. See, I've heard of that one. Uh, it's recently, that's what amazes me. It, it, it is I've a seen things movie, about that, and it's only PG thirteen. Yeah, all the crap that how, got away with in that movie. Like, how for the a fuck PG are you gonna cut somebody 13. in half with a fucking jawbone? Yeah, and show the whole thing, and it's still only be PG thirteen. Yeah. Huh. Somebody got paid off. It was made right around the same time as The Hateful Eight, so Kurt Russell still got his big fucking grizzly beard going Mm, on. Love Hateful Eight. It's a great movie. That's one of my all-time faves. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie so much. Um, Huh. What's what's it called again? Uh, Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. Okay. I know for a fact it's on Plex. Okay. I I think I even saw it on Amazon Prime the other day. Fuck on yeah. a bunch of fucking yeah. services yeah. right now. It's a pretty popular movie right now. I watched some shit on it, and I was, like, super interested, so. It's a good one. It's fucked up, but <laughs> it'll make you scared to go in the mountains at night. Ooh, hell yeah. Because it's, like, based around this area. Oh, yeah. It's like, the southwest. Yeah. Dude, I, again, I know well, I bring this up time and time same again. Same with fire in the sky. Oh, yeah. yeah and I went camping. Up there. Me and my homie Hooker went camping in, in that Snowflake. area. Fuck yeah. that shit. We went camping over there. We ate some mushrooms, and it was like really weird because it was like, for, for some reason, <laughs> we just, ate some mushrooms and we got abducted by aliens. That's how they get you, man. Yeah. They're like they're so fucked up, they're just gonna think it's a trip. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, there was a couple of times where I was like, oh man, because it started raining balls, and it's my fucking fishing. tank was my tent was leaking, so I just had to go and get in the car, and I'm just sitting there. It's pitch black and it's just raining, and I'm in the middle of the woods, and my mind starts going, dude. This what is how you horror see, movies start. Yeah, dude, my mind and my fucking, you know, just imagination. I was like waiting to see just something. And I was like, okay, maybe if I just lean back and go to sleep, I'll just, the, the monsters will be away when I wake up. And that's how that's, I had another choice. It's when you call into the sound so get yeah. under a blanket, cover uh, it up like uh-huh. nobody can see me, doors uh-huh. are locked. Uh, that I'm, sounds so serene. Yeah. Well, you know, when I was a kid, my dad made me watch, you know, Blair Witch when we were camping. So like when I thought you were camping. Yeah, you were glamping. He sir. didn't oh, make. Uh, yeah, that's not <laughs> okay. He's right. If you had electricity yeah. to no, watch no, a fucking a glorious movie, you're not camping. Experience. So I was like, how do you watch camping. a movie camping? Oh, got a little hand. Like I went to the outdoors to watch movies. <laughs> well, okay, regardless of how it happened, <laughs> <laughs> his camping was sitting in the backyard under a canopy. It. 
<laughs> yeah, we had a lot of shit. Feet in the pool. <laughs> no, we didn't have a pool, but we had a jacuzzi. <laughs> and we had direct TV and a PlayStation 2. If your ass too. wasn't on the fucking ground in a sleeping bag, you weren't camping. Well, when Hooker and I went, it was that it was just that. That's why I had to go sleep in the car because like my tent was leaking and shit. I mean, we did it for real that time. But when I was younger, we we went every year because we always got drawn. That's how it was, you know. It was great. Not anymore. I fucking <clears throat> got to go out and be like, all right, I killed something. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> Roxy. Um, I watched a Clockwork Orange. Was that the first time you watched it? Um, so I tried to watch it freshman year but like I have no idea how I didn't catch my interest when I watched it because when I watched it I loved it I was like everything about it was just like I don't know I really liked it like all the props like the fact that they had to go and buy like all those decorations and stuff like that that is one of those movies that you have to see more than once to really appreciate there's like a lot the first time, it's just like, what the fuck did I just watch? The second time, you notice it. So okay. I can get that. I watched the ass end of that with her, by the way. Yeah, we we uh, finished that together because I watched half of it at school, and then we just binged, and then we watched Trash Humpers. Yeah, which was <laughs> I like that a lot. It reminded me of being wow. in high school. Yeah, Trash Humpers was definitely he just. He just films. Um, and then I rewatched Spring Breakers to show Dad. Yeah. Um, like Spring Breakers. And then I watched Adderall Diaries. Uh, Whoa. I hate Amber Heard so much. <laughs> I like. I. I didn't know that, like, she was in Pineapple Express, she was in Zombieland, because I looked it up, yep. and I was like, hmm. Zombieland's I... a great movie, too. Yeah. I love that fucking movie. Well, she really turns is. into the zombie, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Mm. Um, Wait, she's the one that gets fucking clocked with the toilet seat, or the toilet thing, right in the beginning? Yeah. She, she has to be. There's not that many yes. people in that movie. Yeah. 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 Um, that movie was... It was pretty good. Um, and then I rewatched Barbarian to show him. And then I watched Beach Bum. Oh, with uh, Matthew McConaughey? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that one was uh, that one was pretty good. I liked it. Um, I think I liked it because of Snoop Dogg. But, <laughs> That's uh, a good reason to like it. Yeah, man. He's great in everything. <laughs> and then I watched... Next Friday, which was my first time watching it, and that was really good. I think it's just because of Justin Pierce. I just love him. <laughs> um, and it makes me sad, though. It makes me really sad. Um, Fair. And then I watched Mid-90s. Okay. And I thought it was a Harmony film because it was in Harmony's list, but then I realized it was a Jonah Hill film, and yeah. Harmony's in it for two seconds. So that was cute. Jonah Hill made that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I wow, I didn't even fucking know that. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, it's um okay. Um, It has Maddie from Euphoria in it. Um, And then we watched... Me and B watched Juice World, this Juice World documentary, which okay. is sad. I just cried. 
the whole entire time. <laughs> but it showed you like how he sold his soul though. It was pretty crazy. And then knowing and that was it. Okay. Um so this week started off any of you heard of the TV show uh Look? Did did Biko? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my bad. I wasn't paying attention. See, I want you. Like a pentagram. I want to see how you draw a pentagram. Very special. Have any of you heard of the TV show Look? No. No. It's literally a show that follows, like, I think it's like four or five different people's lives, but it's all told through, like, security cameras. That's all you see it through. Mm. So it's that no matter where you go, you're always on camera. Like Peep Show, the British show. Like that one where... This was before that. First person, though, where it's just like always like walking around with them on in the chest or whatever. Oh, no. This oh. is literally like in convenience stores and shit oh, like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just like closed circuit television kind of. Yep, okay. pretty much. Great fucking show. Look it up if you can find it. I highly recommend watching it. Um, this morning I went and saw Renfield. Okay. I recommend it. <laughs> okay. My bar was like kind of medium because I figured. My bar is still medium. But okay. Nick Cage delivers the overtopness that you want to fucking see. And the other dude in it that plays Renfield, he was He's pretty good. dope. He's okay. good in it. He's good. Um, I went on a Lars von Trier kick. Watched Antichrist against my better judgment. Watched Melancholia. Then I watched Nymphomaniac Volume 1 and Volume 2. Huh. They're on <laughs> Pluto right now. Oh. They are good movies, but tread extremely lightly with those movies. It would be better if they're in Uranus. Uh-huh. There's well, a lot of things in anuses in that movie. That's oh, what I'm see, saying. I was gonna say it, the the title kind of gives it away. It, yeah, and I was like, I feel like that's one of those backroom movies. Is that it? And it is a movie that went to theaters. It doesn't take away from the fact that it has a lot of explicit shots in it. I mean, it's, so it's borderline porn. It's necrophilia, and Uranus is cold, so I mean, it's it's pretty close. Not necrophilia, yeah. nymphomaniac. Ah, uh, <laughs> but maybe it could be a nympho for necro. Yeah, you don't know necro nympho. Yeah, I watched that movie too. Don't necro- <laughs> necromantic. Necromantic. <laughs> it was on Shutter, so I <laughs> haven't seen that movie in fucking years. So I watched that. I watched <laughs> Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Watched Roadhouse. Um, Roadhouse. Bloodsport <laughs> 2, 3, and 4. All right, getting bloody up in this sport. Um, watched Chop Suey. Uh, is that where they take their tampons and chuck them around their heads like this and see how far they go? <laughs> this oh week God. I, I think did. That's shot put. Oh. <laughs> this week I did watch Universal. Chum put. Sorry. I did watch Universal Soldier. Oh, see, I've been that's wanting to watch that one again. Only Damn the, it. Only the first one. <laughs> okay. Every other one up to fucking. That. You realize there's six of those motherfucking movies? What? I'm not surprised. Yes. Yeah, they, six? And Jean-Claude Van Damme's in fucking... It's how he made his three seven, seven of them? Three or four of them. He's yeah. in seven out of the six. Yeah, exactly. Five out of four Dennis agree. And that's pretty much what I've been watching this week. Huh. Oh, fuck. I forgot to say, I watched Riddick, too. The, the first one. Okay. 
Um, Very well, no, not the first one because Pitch Black Pitch, is the I was first one. It's the one where he goes Chronicles and finds of, the yeah Chronicles. Yeah. yeah, Chronicles is a good movie, but I prefer Pitch Black. Yeah, Pitch over Black those was ones. Pitch Black was really good. Did I you ever watch the animated movie. one? Yeah, yeah. The in between of where mm-hmm. the movies don't tell you. Yeah. yeah. The monsters were cool in that. Yeah. I had the whole, like, collection at one point. Fuck yeah. That was dope. And I never brought myself to watch the third one. Just straight up Riddick. I have not seen it. Is that the one where he goes to... No. No. Because Chronicles is the one where he goes to the fucking fiery planet and everything. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I couldn't tell you what the third one's around, because like I said, I haven't seen it. (laughs) I have no idea either. Yeah, I don't don't know if I've seen it either. But I'm down. Have you seen any trailers that you're looking forward to? Uh, Let's see. What? Well, we saw trailers when we went and saw... What what did we just see? Uh, Nothing Hot. I guess Blood and Honey was the last thing we saw in theater. That was the last one that we all wanted to go see. Still have to see the whale. I know that's a fucking absolute, you know. That's on the list in three weeks for us to review. Oh, okay. Um, I'm kind of curious as to see how next podcast is going to go. I know it's a little early to talk about it, but like I'm kind of looking forward to it just to be like, okay, we did it. Um, it's not going to be any. It's going. It's not going to be a harder watch than what Serbian film was. And that's kind of how I figured, right? I mean, And she can watch it because it's not that kind of movie. She was already getting it down. I kind of described it to her about like why it was controversial, and I think she was like, okay, I can deal with that. Yeah, it's, it's a good movie. It's just when you have to put in context the year the movie was made and how they shot it, why the director was arrested for murder. Because mm-hmm. it looks like they're killing these fucking people. What movie is it? Uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, fuck. I've seen that. <laughs> You've seen it? Uh-huh. Oh, word. Yeah, like the, rough, the roughest part about that movie is not the human killings, and we'll get into that when we watch it next week. <laughs> yeah, that movie's... It's you're in for a trip on that one. <laughs> I love your response and your reaction to it. You're, you're in for a trip. It's yeah. a good movie, though. Well, yeah, it was... Well, since we brought that up, I'm going to give you the heads up for the movie we're doing the week before The Well. Since next week we're doing Cannibal Holocaust, the following week we're going to be doing The Green Inferno, which was Eli Roth's homage to Cannibal Holocaust. Oh. So they go hand in fucking hand. Man. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that one. I've I've heard of it, but I haven't seen that one. I took Aaron to go. He wanted to see that in the fucking theater. Might as well. And he was fucking glued to the fucking, like, we went to the drive-in. And then the second movie came on, and it was Sinister 2. He was like, I told you I didn't want to see this movie. I'm like, you said you wanted to see Green Inferno. We're staying for both motherfucking movies. I paid for both, fuckers. Sorry. (laughs) Close your eyes. Go to sleep. Um. I really haven't seen any new, new trailers. Only movie I want to see is John Wick, the number four. Yeah, it it's good. Is it? It's good. I figured it would be. It's John Wick. Like they're all solid movies. Mario Brothers, man, I definitely want to see that. You know, <sighs> that one's nostalgic. I so. haven't seen it yet, but everything I hear is actually fucking positive. Yeah. There's been no negatives on it. And, you know, I imagine... Which is a lot different than what I could say what 
happened at, back in the early 90s. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, now, though, the empire that Nintendo has become, like, what they've done for... They've changed so much shit, right? And so I feel like a lot of people had their bar, like, really high their standards because it's kind of like with Boba Fett, right? Boba Fett's this character that's kind of mysterious and everybody loves him, so they make a TV show about his ass. And you're like, okay. You know, and they, they did it right. You know what I mean? They they did just, they were able to... Well, Boba Fett, some of it was kind of like, eh, I don't know how I felt about all that, but I watched it because I'm a fan. Um but no, man, just Mario, Whale, I got to see that. Definitely got to see Wick. And there was another one. Mm, I got nothing. And somewhere down the line, we're going to have to... Have you seen the Scream movies? Yeah, I've seen probably three of them. But if we want to start from <laughs> okay. scratch... Okay, which three have the you seen? The first three. Okay, the first three. Yeah. We can scatter it up a little bit. Because I think you would like to see the sixth one. Okay. But I don't want to jump into the sixth one if you haven't seen the other ones because you'll have no fucking clue what the hell's going on. Well, we can't watch them consecutively because then I just fucking mix them all up like we did with Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> like we did with... Oh, I'm not going to review all six movies in one fucking podcast. <laughs> Or how about this? Okay, there's six of us here right now. We all watch one. <laughs> we review We all one. come back and we review it. Be like, all right, this is the one I watched. <laughs> Something I want to talk to you about. Okay. <clears throat> A no. spin off of this, but we'll talk about it off podcast. And then also, if whoever wants to play the... Oh, do I don't want to not spill the beans. About... Oh, no, you guys were in the group chat. Play that board game that I showed in the group chat. Uh, yeah, I saw that. When we could totally put a fucking table right here, dude, and we could all just set up. And then Cameron, oh, if he can come, he's an amazing dungeon master, and he understands because the game has a lot of mechanics. There's a lot of shit to it. Like, me and Chris have busted out and fucked with it, and it was still in the wrapper. Like, it, the, all the cards and everything were still in the wrapper. We had to, like, take everything out, whatever. It was tight. But it's it's going to be a fun game. You want to take over the world. It's nice. Through, but, like, through obviously. know when you guys are doing that. Mm-hmm. I think that would be almost a cool like first episode to do, honestly. So do you want to get into listen to the trailer and talk about go? Fuck yeah, dude. Let's go. Oh. So what are you up to tonight? We're going to this party tonight, this warehouse thing. Some sort of rave thing. Is this gonna be cool? Yeah, I guess. Does a British guy still work here? He went to Vegas for the weekend. The British guy usually hooks us up. Let me see what I can do, give me a number. I can't believe you're selling allergy medicine. Oh, we're out of that. We're down to two of aspirin. I think I feel something. It's really smooth, isn't it? What do you want for Christmas, Claire? We just kissed a little, okay? Hello? He's a drug dealer. He's a good guy. Oh, he's the good drug dealer. Listen, I just want to make a deal here. Can we make a deal? For you, Monty Hall? Now watch what I do with his wrist. 
You know, I watch all these cop shows and they never do it right. Ever. Keep it close, there's an extra 10 bucks in it for you. Get in the car. You stole a car, shot a bouncer, and had sex with two women. So now you're an entrepreneur. You shouldn't do this, Rana. Just drive. Well, if you gotta go. Uh... Go! Go! Doug Lyman, the director of Swingers, Tay Diggs, William Fickner, Katie Holmes, Brecken Meyer, Jay Moore, Timothy Oliphant, Sarah Polly, Scott Wolf. You know what I like best about Christmas? Mistletoe? The surprises. When there's nothing to do. So sad. Would you say you're open to new things? Accept what you've done. Is your British ass happy now? When you've gone too far to stop. There's no body, there's no fun. We'll in the trunk. Stop! What? Stop it! What? It's a Miata! This spring. Yo, man, I told you, my mother's mother's mother was Your mother's black. mother's mother's my father. Mother's this ain't roots. If you were any less black, you would be clear. <laughs> Nothing will take you farther. It's stuck! Oh. Go. Around Christmas, Rana, working overtime at her supermarket job to avoid being evicted, is approached by Adam and Zach to buy 20 hits of ecstasy, which they had hoped to buy from her absent co-worker, Simon. After work, Rona approaches Simon's dealer, Todd, for the pills. She is unable to pay the full amount, so she leaves her friend Claire with Todd as collateral. Rana meets with Adam and Zach, but grows suspicious of Burke, a stranger accompanying them who presses her for the ecstasy. She flushes the drugs down the toilet and leaves, then stills over-the-counter pills to replace them, helped by Manny, who had covertly swallowed two of the ecstasy pills, unaware of their strength. Rana gives 20 of the fake pills to Todd. She, Claire, and Manny go to a rave where she sells the rest of the fake pills as ecstasy. Todd realizes the pills are fake and pursues, it, pursues Rona to the rave. Rona flees, hiding the now incap, incap, incapacitated Manny in an alley and promising to return with, with her car. Todd confronts her with a gun in the parking lot when she is hit by a car that speeds away, leaving her motionless in a ditch. The story restarts with the perspective of Simon, who is on a trip to Las Vegas with Marcus, Tiny, and Singh. Simon crashes a wedding and has sex with two of the bridesmaids before they accidentally set fire to their hotel room. Mark, Marcus and Simon leave the hotel, stealing a Ferrari whose owner thinks Marcus is a parking valet. The two go to a strip club where Simon enrages the bouncer, Victor Jr., by groping one of the strippers. Simon shoots Victor Jr. in the arm with a gun that he found in the car. He and Marcus flee to the hotel, rousing Tiny and Singh. A car chase ensues, and the four barely escape the bouncer and his father. Victor Sr. traces Todd's address from the credit card that Simon had back to L.A. The story changes perspective to Adam and Zach. 
actors in a soap opera who are in a relationship. Having been busted for drug possession, they are coerced into working with Burke, a police detective, to untrap their dealer. Adam is fitted with a wire. As Simon is absent, the two arrange to buy drugs from Rona. When Rona arrives later to make the deal, Zach secretly warns her, to, so she flushes the drugs down the toilet and leaves. After the unsuccessful bust, Burke invites Adam and Zach to a Christmas dinner with him and his wife, where they observe strange behavior from Burke and his wife, Irene. Over dinner, Burke and Irene pitch a multi-level marketing company to Adam and Zach. Discussing their mutual infidelities, Adam and Zach realize they both cheated with the same person, Jimmy. They confronted him at, a, at the same rave, cutting a lock of his hair. Leaving the rave, they accidentally run over Rona, panic, and drive away when they see Todd with a gun. Zach tries to reassure Adam that even if Rona had survived, Todd would have shot her. Adam realizes, to his horror, that he is still wearing his wire. Fearing they have been recorded, the two return to the scene to remove Rona's body, but discover she is just unconscious and not dead. They prop her up on a car, setting off its alarm, and watch from a distance as the partygoers call for an ambulance. As morning breaks, Claire goes to a restaurant to meet up with Rona and Maddie, but encounters Todd instead. The two end up going to Todd's apartment together. While making out on the stairs, they are confronted by the two victors. Simon arrives, having hoped to hide there for a few days. The ensuing scuffle is stopped by Claire, who refuses to witness a murder. Simon agrees to be shot in the arm by Victor Jr. as Claire leaves in disgust. Meanwhile, Rona wakes up in the hospital and hobbles to the supermarket to start work. Realizing she left Manny at the rave, she and Claire return to the venue to find Manny pale and shaking in the alley. The three go to Rona's car, where Rona muses that she may <clears throat> she may now pay her rent, and Manny asks, what are our plans for New Year's? Then credits roll. So for those who haven't seen this movie, what did you think <clears throat> of it? It was fucking good. I liked it. I really liked it. Oh, yeah, it was a really good movie. I'm expecting this to be as much of a dark comedy as it was. Oh, it's fucking yeah. dark as hell. I thought it was going to be more horror and stuff, and I was like, oh, this is great. Oh, no. It really feels like it's trying to be Pulp Fiction a lot, though. Yeah. Oh, I could see that. I felt the, the Pulp Fiction vibe a lot. It very much t took a lot from Pulp Fiction. It lifted a lot, yeah. But... What I liked about this one is it didn't like shit out of time where people's dead, then they're back, and then they're yeah. Someone's here, then they die, then they're here again. Where this one is, it's literally the entire story told, and then it from restarts. everybody's point yeah. of view. So it's all in proper time. That's where I think they made the biggest change with this one. Was yeah. it Rules of Attraction kind of like that too? Kinda. Yeah. Where they kind of show out the characters and they kind of sort of, I guess, crash a little bit too. The sad one, where I feel like everybody's story kind of comes together as well. Guy Ritchie kind of does that too. I feel like with his his films. Oh yeah. I mean, there was definitely a lot of influences, but it was well done, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, oh no, it made me laugh for sure. I oh my god, when again. he drops that bitch, when when they think that she's <laughs> dead. Oh my god, he's like a little help here. He just drops her. That to me was well, like, dude, money. like the second time she gets hit by the car, it's just the funniest <laughs> moment because like the first time you're like holy shit, and then the second time like it's just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just screaming. Because you just see how surreal that scene is. Because the first like, time Yo. you see her get hit, you don't get to see what's happening inside the car. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then getting to see them. Yeah. Like, well, in the perspective of the scream. drug dealer looking at this dude, I like, just love that. Yeah. He's just kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's just like re-questioned life there. Like, yeah. I need to go home. <laughs> yeah. My 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 work here is done. I or think? should I call some? Yeah. No, no, I'm just gonna get the fuck out of here. Should I shoot her out of just mere principle? Because I already came all this way. You know what I mean? <laughs> what I think makes this movie great and unique, especially for the time 1999 when it came out, the writing is fucking spot on. Yeah. And for the guy coming straight off of doing Swingers. If you haven't seen Swingers, watch that fucking movie. It is fucking great. Um, Vince Vaughn, right? Vince Vaughn, John Favreau. Yeah. Um, but the ensemble cast that he got in this movie is anybody that was fucking popular in the fucking nineties. Yeah, and they all did a bitchin' job. I like you had fucking Tay Diggs, mm-hmm. you had Breckenmeyer, um, Katie Holmes before she fucked her life up by marrying Tom Cruise. You had fucking Sarah Polly, Jay Moore, Scott Wolf, who was on Party of Five. Like mm-hmm. every single person in this movie is notable to a point. Yeah, I aside say so. from, it was nice to see a young Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking that. Like, like literally, I think this is the first thing I can remember seeing her in. <laughs> um. She and she killed it. She kind of felt like to me, kind of like her part was awkward, kind of like Jonah Hill was in Forty Year Old Virgin, where it's just like it, he had. That's s- what I fucking hate, though. Okay, if you're an overweight actor or actress, and you're f- starting to get into comedy, they always make you that that character. It's weird, always awkward the one. Same fucking character. Maybe it's like some kind of initiation, right? They're like, okay, you got to eat shit first. When first time we're gonna get you on camera, and then every time after that, you can start to work your way up. Right, kind of like how you have to suck a dick to get into Hollywood. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. It's like you got to play a shitty role in your first one. <clears throat> I thought you just went to Epstein's Island. <laughs> <laughs> it's only if you're a good bad boy. It's only if you're a Gruber baby. I'm sure there were some Gerber babies there. I did see a thing, and I know this is kind of the wrong podcast, but I did see this thing saying that these... When the Russian soldiers were invading Ukraine, they found these like uh, factories where they would just kind of cage children and then they would sell them off on the market. And then the ones that couldn't get sold, they would just slice them up and then just sell their organs. Oh my God. And it was like a, a Russian like soldier telling this to like a, a reporter. And the guy, like, you could tell him when he was trying to tell, like, he's like, on the first floor, they would strip them. And he's like, and on the second floor, they were just butchering him like they were man, like animals, and he was like stopped. You could tell he was just like, it was killing him. To so it was, to me, it's, it felt believable. And again, I'm I'm not there. I have no idea. And why would they make that shit up? But but like, yeah, I guess because I don't speak the language, it could have totally changed the. the well, what it's because Jeff Epstein didn't hang himself. No, he fled to Russia. He, <laughs> right? 
Yeah, Jesus he's Christ. like, I know people. Here's my little black book. I got, I got doubles, duplicates. <laughs> um, so we kind of <laughs> spoke on it a little bit. Epstein's Island. The, no. Oh, sorry. You better stop. <laughs> <laughs> focus, motherfucker. Focus. A D D. We talked about how the story is told through three different sets of characters. Mm. Did you think it flowed well? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. How <laughs> did this feel like a long movie? Um, no. No, not at the end. No. I think I was anxious for it, which kind of makes it feel long sometimes when you're just like, okay, what's going to happen well, next? because you're waiting was, for the end of yeah, it. Yeah, you're You want to see what's happening? Yeah, because it, it flows, and that's the best part about it is it does. It, this it movie like, is only an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. There's a lot in this movie yeah. in an hour and 40 fucking minutes. Did they sh- ever show if the police did hear them talking and the thing they about them murdering? Them. No, okay. No. They never touched All right. I was like, I don't think I missed that. but I don't think it mattered. I think they touched on it in the novelization that I, I did feel like own they could have removed day, that but... scene. Like there was almost no reason for them to have the tape player. That almost seemed like a waste. Just to of show scene. him to freak out, though. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. It was kind of very Guy Ritchie. You know what I mean? Like Lockstock and you know Two Smoking Barrels. And, yeah, and, and like it's like oh as god. A, as a fan oh. of this movie, mm-hmm. I did buy the fucking novelization of it. Oh shit! And they cut everything like each perspective together and it doesn't flow the same fucking way in the book yeah so you think the film actually did a better the job film, well yeah because it, it was a novelization of the film it wasn't a film based off a novel mm. it was a novel based off a film my bad dyslexia <laughs> keeps telling me it's the other way around every time you say it i'm like no that makes sense <laughs> it's everything all at once yeah and and nothing at the same time <clears throat> what about the the music in this movie. I mean, we all kind of grew yeah, up in the same area, and I know that Roxy and V are younger, but I know that 90s music has kind of been introduced to you. That fucking trance scene, dude. Mm. It started in the early 90s with Pulse. And Groove. It, pulse and Groove, and then it evolved into not quite techno, but trance. I love this fucking soundtrack. Like, I own the score, I own the soundtrack multiple times over because I wore them the fuck out. Yeah. I love this fucking soundtrack. That's actually how I was with the Matrix soundtrack. That one I had to get a couple times. I was that way also with the Crow soundtrack. Mmm. Yeah. But the music really helps add with like the fucking suspense and like the energy of the movie. Like as they're going through and they're all of a sudden they're like, oh fuck, you know, we're fucked here. And you're like, oh no, how are they going to get out of that? What's going to happen? You just, it makes you excited. They kind of mix it up because you have like 90s shit. Then you throw in a 60s Steppenwolf song Mm -hmm. that's been tranced up a little bit and remixed. They kind of produced it, kind of make it electronic a little bit. They did a great fucking job. Because this was a. This movie came out back in the day out here, if you remember Party Radio, Mm. where every song they played on the radio was a goddamn remix. They were remixing every fucking song. Is that 101.1? It was 103.9 back then. Oh, okay. So, like, you had uh, ICP. You had the song Boogie Woogie Woo, The Nedden Game, and The Great Malenko. That was popular They mixed all. All three songs together into one super song. 
Whoa. that they would play all the fucking time. I don't know how I feel about that. It was also the only radio station that I heard, ever heard play Fuck the World on radio. I'm like, why the hell are you playing this? Because all it is is beep, 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 beep. Mm-hmm. And I think they did it on purpose. There was something oh. kind of marketing ploy that they were like, you all think? right, we got to get people. This is the radio station that had the fucking radio ads. Welcome to the Sofa King, where we have so fucking low deals and you can't find anything so fucking better. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the edge would let you call in at a certain time, like one night a week, and you could say whatever you want for like ten seconds. I remember. Yeah, that. and I called in one time, and it was right I after. I love that radio station. It, it was great, man. It, and you that would just sit there listening. You're like, oh my god, it hurt me. Did you hear it? It was me. Yeah, yeah. This was when they were doing that damn show and everything. Yep. Thank you, dude. Yep. I I went to. I went to that three, shit. At least three of them. Like, I can't believe I got to see Blink-182 before they blew up. I was at they're, that one. They were at some side stage with no one there. Yep, I was at that one. Uh, they were uh, in just their underwear. Yeah, they kept, like, come oh, see Jesus the Christ. other side of Sears. Yes. After every Holy fucking fuck, track. dude. Remember okay, that? yes. Uh-huh. And to, to, to TJ Maxx, he's like, no, nah, that one didn't really work that well. <laughs> yeah, no, you could tell they didn't give a fuck. Like, yeah. it was a great show. Uh-huh. That, yeah, that was like the ska show. I feel like, I think Mighty Mighty Boston's were for that one. Yeah. Safe Ferris was Cake there. Cake walked off stage. Bo- yes, they did. Yeah, Buck They were like, nine. throw one more thing at us. We're walking off stage. You Thunk. see the whole fucking audience just chuck shit these sons of bitches. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, it wasn't one. It was just like yeah. a hurricane of plastic. So we're going to start with B. Who would be your favorite character in this movie? The British dude, the orange-headed Simon. Simon. Yeah, Simon. That, that's fair. Like he gives a great fucking performance. Who would be your least favorite? I don't know. They, I think they all did a pretty good job. They all did a pretty. That's a good answer. Job. I'm like, I cannot I think can't. of a word like a bad character in this fucking movie. No. Every character is written perfectly. Uh, Roxy. Who was your favorite character in this? Um, I I don't know. I think they all did such a really like they all did such a good job. Like, I think I like the kid with the blonde hair. How his story added up with her, like. Him telling her to leave and everything like that. Okay, this is uh, really the Zach like character, yeah. And also, I liked um, the the kid with the tattoo on the arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause he's from Clueless. Yeah, Breckenmeyer. Meyer, yeah, really that's like Seth him. Green's like best friend. So. And ironically, the scene that you're talking about, where um, the Jay Moore character is telling her to go, having this being your first time seeing it, when you go back and rewatch it and you see that scene from the reverse, you can actually see him mouth. No, you just can't see his mouth, but you can see his jaw doing it. Mm. Like they literally play Good. everything up shot by shot how it's supposed to be written out. So they did a fucking amazing job. That's dumb. Who's your favorite character? Oh, dude, that little kid. He's like, <laughs> I'll let you know. Fuck you. <laughs> that kid's like my hero. <laughs> uh, he, he, yeah, he deserves a standing ovation. And actually, sure. I think the lady who got hit by the car, like, she needed to get hit by a car even harder. 
Yeah, if she could have got a little more airborne. If they could have, yeah. like, she launched up, and then they hit her a second time when she came back down, and then launched her into that ravine, you know, like a volleyball kind of. No? Like Pong. Just there you go. Boop, boop, mm-hmm. boop, boop. It's like, uh, like a serve. Um, <clears throat> I'd say the drug dealer, honestly. He was cracking me the fuck up. Yeah. Toby, or whatever his name was. Uh, Todd. Yeah, Todd. All, Timothy Oliphant. Mm-hmm. But I also, I love Timothy Oliphant in most of his movies, so. Yeah, no, he did a great job as a fucked up drug dealer. <laughs> What's up? He kind of reminded me of the drug dealer, and I always bring this movie up, but he kind of reminded me of the drug dealer from uh, Rules of Attraction as well. But he was like a crazy coke dealer. Yeah. Yeah. I need you like I need a motherfucking asshole on my motherfucking elbow. Um, yeah, it's a quote from that movie. Good movie. I would be totally down to cover that one as well. That's yeah, that movie. highly recommend that movie. Got that like shit forever that ago. I um, was so pumped to finally share that with you. Yeah. Um, but for me, I honestly, I, I do agree with Tristan. I think that the drug dealer was just so badass in it. Um, but the Simon, the crazy British guy, I mean, all their chemistry on screen it, it all works was so, so fucking well. good. And I, like I, everybody melds together fucking perfectly. The it's only, a perfect melting pot. Okay, so what did you guys think about Breck and Meyer being like this black dude who was white as shit? Like that was <laughs> I love that. Dying. Yeah, I just love the fact dying. how they start that shit off where he's telling a story and it wasn't even his fucking <laughs> sex story. Yeah, <laughs> and then he plays it off like whatever. I forgot about that. Give a nigga a break. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, "What?" <laughs> he's like, "My great 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 grandmother." <laughs> Let me see this newbie in princess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I agree with what you guys said. With what you were going at, I think Sarah Pauly, who played Rona, who got hit by the car, she gives the best performance in the movie. But Todd is my favorite fucking character in this mm. movie. I love... I identify way too much with that dude. <laughs> <laughs> you see, like, I see a lot of myself in this fella. <laughs> like, I, mean, I wasn't joking when I said this reminds me of my fucking high school. Day. Yeah, <laughs> the frustrations of getting fucked over in drug deals. Yeah. And then when <clears throat> you see something like that, and you're just like, well, that solves my problem. I'm getting the fuck out of here before anybody asks me any questions. Mm, yeah, exactly. I'm already here. Not, not on good business. terms. Yeah. <laughs> That's somebody else's baggage, not mine anymore. Yep. Like, oh, she got her karma. No, I'm out. Yeah. It was immediate karma. And honestly, I felt like him like throwing her on the hood of the car on that Beamer, that was like perfect. You know I mean? What a great cover. And she didn't remember shit, right? I mean, I'll, she doesn't remember the Miata. She nothing. wasn't even hurt that bad. Oh, I love that like, shit. It seemed like she just got in the hospital, waddled around a bit, and was like, okay for work. They're like, yeah, you're good. Release, yeah, her. Release this I'm crazy sorry. bitch. You got hit that hard by a Miata, you're going to have at least a broken leg. Not just the Miata, but then thrown off like a mini cliff. And, and then dropped 20 again. 20-foot drop, yeah, that's going to yeah. hurt. Broken I, collarbone for sure. And I will say this, my runner-up for best character in the movie is Detective Burke. Yeah, how I, creepy he is! Yeah, like, bouncing I love on the, the bed Avon and shit. Sale, man. Yeah, yeah. It's so out of nowhere, because it literally comes out of fucking nowhere. It's like, what the fuck? Like you think movie it's about to turn watching? gay? And well, like, like the whole weird. like lead up, you're like, oh, okay, they're swingers. They're, swingers, they're yeah. about to, get, you know. Yeah, you think it's going in. that way, and then even like, at that, it comes out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're just suddenly like, oh, well, let me tell you the real reason you're here. Like, what? <laughs> I was kind of ho- so. A part of me was like, okay. So if those two didn't take like the signals 
uh, I wonder if they would have totally tried to like swing her with them and then pitch it afterwards. But if like it was just kind of cover, just like their cover, yeah, so uh-huh, it was a cover. Define pitch it in that sentence. Uh, pitch being <laughs> swingers, like they were down or pitch in the tent to prepare for the swinging. Same time, you like you know how intimidating it'd be to have some detective who just busted you and be like, "You need to buy my shit." Yeah, like essentially, if I'd be more concerned about a detective that tried to bust you that was trying to sleep with me, honestly. <laughs> yeah, because the first time I saw this movie, that's where I thought that shit was yeah, going with how he was too. like fucking coming onto the dude on the bed. Well, and he's shit. completely he's naked, standing out, fucking out. balls out. <laughs> me too. But if he had taken him up on the offer. Right, and then the other dude started getting like real serious with the wife because the other, you know, the husband obviously started getting serious with that other guy. Uh, I wonder if it would have played out differently. Like he's like, okay, here you go, I sign the papers. So I'm gonna backtrack here for a minute. You said you saw Drive Angry, right? Yeah. So the guy that played Detective Burke, that's the collector who's after Nicolas Cage in that movie. Oh shit! It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I love those realizations. <laughs> it's. Well, it's been a while since I've seen it, but damn, that's, I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that movie. I'll give that dude credit. He's a great fucking actor. Every, even in Armageddon, he's amazing in fucking Armageddon. I'm trying to think, what else did, yeah. was he in a, I want to say he was in one of the Batman movies, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in uh, Dark Knight. I was going to say, I think it was Dark he's Knight. He's the one that the Joker puts the... Smoke grenade. Mm-hmm. In yeah, because at the very he, beginning, you know yeah, crime crazy. used to mad yeah. for something, yeah. right? He's dumping like the that shotgun dude has at him. Never been a leading actor, but he's a great supporting character. Yeah, in every movie he's fucking. Oh, I wonder in. if that's by choice. He's got a shitty agent. Because again, he's a good actor. Why can't he move up to like? Some people don't want that. Yeah, fair. Brings a lot more attention, a lot more heat. Like Little. he probably makes fucking millions already. Like, yeah. yeah. He's going to sell his soul to the devil. He's not hurting, let's put it that yeah. way. Join the Illuminati. Give me your soul. Can we go one podcast without mentioning the Illuminati? I can't <laughs> no, make dude, any We, we got to talk about our sponsors. <laughs> um, you know what? I'll consider considering it. <laughs> I'll consider considering it. I hate you, go. Yeah, um, amen. Hey, they paid for that spot. <laughs> You guys hear that clicking noise? Is that the ground squirrels? That sounds like either the washing machine's on or someone's taking a shower. I think Kristen might be taking a shower. Or it's raining. It's not. Yeah. Or somebody's having sex on the roof. It's uh, It sounds like there's a bunch of pigeons like tip tapping. No, it's just having it's a dance an old party. house, and I think the copper flexes when the hot water goes through it. Cause mine it's got to show off those gains. Yeah. yeah. My shower's on. My when my shower's on, it cracks so much. I mean, I well, guess yeah. All what right. were we talking about here? Uh, the Illuminati. Oh, movie. <laughs> to your no, we weren't. <laughs> oh shit, my bad. I was wrong podcast. I always man. forget. Yeah. That's the unknown compass. Oh, we haven't started yet. <sighs> um. <clears throat> Let's talk about Timothy Oliphant as Todd. Okay, so far we all kind of love him. What'd you think of his character evolution from every... Because he's the only one that kind of 
falls through everybody's perspective of the story. Mm, he's like the only common denominator between yeah. all of them. How do you think his character evolved? Kind of the same as he was when he was in um, Girl Next Door, where he's kind of this one guy, and then he evolves to this other guy, and then and he kind of comes back, and you like him I again. I loved him in that fucking movie, mm-hmm. because, yeah, he was a douchebag, sleazy fucking porn producer in that movie. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't a bad guy. At the end of the day, he was not a bad guy. Yeah, and then plus he, he would have helped Matt. Yeah. But Matthew screwed him over, and that's why he screwed him over. Yeah. Sometimes he likes to get people But there was mutual respect. Like I said, at the end of that movie, when Matthew sends him the box of cigars Mm -hmm. with the little uh, piece of paper that says the juice was worth the squeeze, and he just says, fucking kid, and smiles. Yeah. He had respect for the kid. He did. He had This movie, where I love with him, is you go from that hard-ass drug dealer... Hard-ass drug dealer. I'm going to kill this bitch. Then you don't see him again until he shows up, and then he's just kind of like, why the hell is this tweaked-out bitch sitting at my fucking booth? Right. Then they start going at it. How quickly he flips on the Simon. He's like, well, I'll tell you how, exactly how to get to his fucking apartment. Yeah, then he's I all cool. I love yeah. He's one of the gang. <laughs> I love that she was like, I ain't fucking taking the blame for this shit. This motherfucker did it. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was badass. He and he was real. He was well rounded throughout the whole film. Like he just, yeah. it was one of the most enjoyable characters for sure. Honestly, I think fucking it was written for him almost. Ophelia is one of the more most well rounded actors I've seen in quite a long time. Mm. I like love him in Hitman too. Like that was a great yeah, he, fucking movie. That movie got fucking lambasted by fucking critics and audiences. It was a good movie, and I he gave it. a good fucking performance. Him and Justified, he is yeah. fucking phenomenal. Ama- Even in Scream 2, as Mickey, he is great in that role. Like Hitman, the one based off the video games? Yeah. yeah. That one keeps popping <clears throat> up on my For You, and I, and I just movie. haven't seen it yet. Yeah. The, and the games were fun. Games the the first mm. one is good. The second one, yeah, Hitman Forty Seven or Agent Forty Seven, yeah, the fuck it is. Yeah, that one's not that one got bad watching. ratings. No. Watch well, the one with Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, well, I think the original Hitman got shitty ratings too, like shitty reviews and everything. Oh, like when that people came hated out, that fucking movie. Critics hated it, and audiences fucking hated it. Okay, did you see the Max Payne movie? Yeah, based off the video game Max Payne. Yeah, guess who shot on that movie? Uh, you're raising your hand. Can you guess why? Uh, because it was too long. No, because Marky Mark was in it. Oh fuck! That's right. <laughs> my bad. Mark. I knew. Uh, see, I was gonna have to start working my way to actors. Um. Okay. So, did you see Max Payne? Yeah. Okay. So between Hitman and Max Payne, which one was better? Hitman. Hitman. Yeah. Okay. I actually like the Max Payne movies quite a bit because I played the fuck out of those games, dude. I, I don't think I ever played the games, but I've seen the movie. and They were creepy. I just yeah. remember the first fucking Max Payne game when you get to the dude with the fucking like, cartoony, like cartoonishly enormous fucking crack pipe smoking <laughs> that shit. <laughs> yeah, I think the creepiest part is like there's this part because you're 
you're like running through this like darkness and it's just raining blood and you're running down these like trails of blood towards a baby crying and you're trying to because you're like having this like psychedelic trip thing or whatever and you're trying to get to like your daughter's room before she dies and it's just it's haunting it's so, and you have to do that multiple fucking times and by like the second one you're just like me and adam we just muted it we just fuck, we're like fuck this we <laughs> mute it we'd go and we'd run beat it get over it unmute it and start killing things again all in slow-mo but I, that was i never seen anything like that in a video game at that young of an age so i'm gonna lump these two elements of the film together because i want to get everyone's opinion on it i love the fact that this film was shot entirely handheld because this goes to the second element of it it fit perfectly with the rapid editing mm-hmm. this movie fucking did. Like, you yeah. could have a seizure watching this fucking movie. Yeah, you couldn't have done any of that with, like, standstill shots. No. no. That makes it so much easier to edit. Just and I like the fact that they mm. went with the fucking, that rapid-paced editing, because it felt like you were going off at a fucking rave. Well, yeah, I mean, the movie's called Go, right? They they do say it multiple times in the film, but I mean, that's what the movie's doing. It's just like you're going like Oh yeah, it's constantly going. And that rave shit that brought me back to my younger <laughs> right? my my younger man, like my 20s Like dude. I said the Wonderland parties oh, in the my desert. God. Yeah, or uh, or going to California and did Independence. There was my first massive. That was tight. Um, Paul Van Dyke was there, dude. Aww. Yeah, I got to see Crush live. Old school Van Paul Van Dyke would be mm. a dream. Yeah, I think Marcus Schultz might have been there too. It was it was amazing. So long ago, back when I worked at MCI, two thousand some shit or other, five or six. That was a blur. Would you liked this movie to be longer no. to elaborate on some of the storylines? That movie was long enough. But then again, who Jesse, were you the one that said it didn't matter, right? Even if even if they still had the tape attached to him and shit, in a way it didn't matter. Yeah, like they already had extras in the movie. I don't know where else they could have gone. Yeah. Like they could have put more into it, but it would have just screwed up the storyline. It would have honestly made it drag out too long. Like it was I don't disagree on that with that. Line already. The only st- I would have said I would say make Adam and Zach's por- portion a little shorter, cut out some of the crap with the cop, and expand Rona's and Simon's for the. Let's say cut ten minutes out of Adam and Zach's story. Mm. Add five minutes into each of the other two, because they're the ones I cared about, not Adam and Zach. Yeah, that's fair. I could have done, yeah. Um, I oh, uh, I was kind of part of me because I'd seen this once before, but I hadn't. It's been a long, long time, so I've seen it again. A part of me was like, okay, if they follow the credit card back over to Todd, I was like, okay, cool. Now that problem's kind of solved. Right now, Todd is gonna get taken care of by the fucking the guys that you know owed money, and it's like, okay, problem solved. Yeah. And then I did like how fucker just shows up right like right at the most worst time the, the most inopportune time and again that was very guy richie to me just like one of those like well even cringy, all the dialogue oh in that no scene, you're like, no no it's fine he's like he he's okay with it he's okay with it just fucking shoot him yeah that was wonderful by the way 
That yeah, that part was hilarious. Todd just drove. And then when fucking Katie Holmes gets up to walk away, she's like, Look, now you've made her leave. (laughs) (laughs) As if like he thought that she wanted to see her friend get shot in the fucking arm. I love just all that fucking dialogue in that scene. That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I thought that he gave him the handkerchief to bite on, not to like use. No, to... it was to block because he was on fucking Todd's couch. Yeah, <laughs> but he even—I think he put his hand under. Yeah, no, he was and, like his hand it, was like... going to get shot too if he. Yeah. Didn't do it right. I he's don't know. a fucking dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> he was wonderful. He was just the crazy foreign dude who has a threesome with some hot. He does a little too much X. Uh-huh. Or not enough. Oh no, that's. He doesn't end up taking any, does he? Just, I thought only one well, guy trips in the whole really movie. You really think he doesn't fucking do X? Oh, yeah, but he wasn't frying like the other guy. The other guy was cash. I didn't say he was frying in the movie. Okay. Fair. I did like how they portrayed that character, though. The guy that was all fucked up? When he just keeps scanning his hand. At the grocery store. <laughs> that was pretty great. I thought he was going to try to because come up with like a beat. unfortunately, I've seen a lot of people with that look in their eye. <laughs> yeah. Or the when he's like, when he's running through just the crowd of all the people, eventually like your eyes kind of start to cross over and like you oh, yeah, start to roll in the like, back of your head yeah. and you can't see shit and you're just like walking on this crowd of motherfucking people you don't even know. Yeah, it's and just, you're just a trying blur to find of your friends. blurry fucking mess. Oof, yeah, and then you get lost or you go to the bathroom or you think you're at a bathroom and then you like make your way. I don't know. It's massives are crazy. But the, yeah, I agree with you. The, the editing on that, the filming on it, it was all super badass. Amazing portrayal. Of being at a fucking rave and fucked up and being on those people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree, though, too. That. I think someone also did say the lighting needed to be less in the club. Because Harmony would have done something like that, where it would have been pitch black and dark, and you would have felt like you were in the club. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <sighs> yeah. So when uh, what, what, so anyways they uh, they bent over had massive gay sex <laughs> it was a it was a bloody scene yeah I did finish twice you're right yeah I know, I, you guys should have seen the coffee table <laughs> the fucking mess IKEA <laughs> is that why it's so strong yeah I mean they say they can last for like a thousand years like a thousand years that's are better like, than Duracell yeah one hundred and ten pound woman being slammed on it is that the same thing. Is she Asian or Hispanic? You know, one thing I realized is I've got double pane windows now, and like I had single pane before, and it would have been super easy just to chuck a motherfucker through one of those. And now it would be like the thunk, and it'd be funny, I think. Yeah, because it's double the pain. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! Double the pain. Double Max the pain. Pleasure. Max double pain. Double the pain. Roxy, where's those grapes? Do you eat them all? They're in her tummy. Oh. Uh. Are they next to you? No. Yeah. So you thought it was going to be a horror film, though? Yeah. Yeah. 
Like I wasn't the way you guys made it sound. I was like, and it just totally turned dark comedy. I'm like, all right, I'm about this. About the second time she got hit by a car, I'm like, all right, <laughs> these these boys know what they're doing. This shit's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The chuckles, the comedy in it just kind of slowly built up um, to like kind of funny to like hell yeah, because the situations kept getting worse and worse, and you kept feeling worse. For the characters, mm-hmm. it's like, how can these guys get out of this shitty situation? At the same time, it's like, dude, how fucked up! You just hit some chick, and you're like, peace. Yeah, we get the fuck out of here. Again, like, well, she was dead anyways. Like, yeah. what a fucking. But maybe she wasn't bag. though, right? Well, if we go back and we confirm that she's dead, then we know. And it was dude, such a tool. Schrodinger's dead chick. We we can't we we don't know if she's dead unless we yeah, confirm it. Yeah, when you it. mentioned that, I'm like, I never thought about that. Yeah, we would never know until we confirm it, but we can only assume. If you think about it, this movie was all about equality before equality was cool because huh. there was a gay guy in it who was like a complete douchebag. He's like, "Fuck it, let's go home and just bang." <laughs> yeah, the '90s was more <laughs> yeah, chill, right? Yeah, we might have killed a chick, but like, I just want to sit here and get fucked by a cop. Yeah. And because it was the 90s, they were cool shit like that. It was like, yeah. Yeah, they were just like date rape. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, let's grip it and rip it. And ironically, I saw uh, the guy that plays Zach, Jay Moore. Mm. Saw him in this movie long before I knew that he got his start in fucking stand up comedy. Yeah, he's coming I never down. knew he was a fucking stand up comedy. Oh, he's hilarious. After this fucking movie. Wow. Oh, he's fucking great. Yeah. Oh, this came out in 99, so he's been doing it for a minute, I think. Well, yeah, but I I didn't know who the fuck Jay Moore was until fucking this movie and Jerry Maguire came out. Can we assume that the budget was probably spent on mostly the cast because it was such a kick-ass cast? They spent a lot of money on the cast in this movie. $10 million, maybe? No, more. 20. I'm going to say 20 to 30. Yeah, there was like, what, six main characters? More. Oh, shit. Like I said, it's an ensemble Jay cast. Moore. There's a lot uh, of fucking characters in this movie. Moore's Law. Oh, a relativity? No, Moore's Law. The, the longer you produce something, the cheaper and smaller it gets. Oh. You know, like microchips. Your dad worked at Intel. My penis. The more I produce it, it just doesn't. It's made up of that millions of little switches. There we go. And sold on the internet for a low, low price. That's why when I tell you, I, you turn me on, you flip my switches. Everything's on one. And zeros. Right? In, no, out, in, out, in, out. One in is out. on. Zero's off. In, out, in, out, in, out. That's what I always. The budget on this movie was 26.5. Okay, so I said 10. Yep, you were double. You were more. Like I said, they got anybody that was at the height of what they were doing. Because if in you think eyes. about it. Scott Wolf was on Party of Five at the time. Katie Holmes was at the height of fucking Dawson's Creek at the time. Yeah. Jay Moore was just fresh off fucking uh, Jerry Maguire. Okay. Everybody in this movie, aside from, believe it or not, fucking the guy that played the drug dealer, Timothy Oliphant, he didn't have anything great going for him. Prior to this was fucking Scream 2. So who would you say out of that whole cast was like the least like successful at the time, like now? The like least known. successful or at like the time? known, yeah. The guy who played Manny. Which uh, is why they fucking bury him. <laughs> and you don't see him again until the end of the movie. Oh, he's the kid on drugs. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fair. 
everybody else pretty much had a career at the time and still has a career today. Mm-hmm. Breckin Meyer, he does Robot Chicken now, man. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, this is one of those rare fucking movies, especially from that era, that every single person in this movie is still doing something. Mm-hmm. That's hard to fucking say these days. A lot of them are just now, like, doing a lot. Yeah. Like, uh, McCarthy. She's oh, fuck yeah. Knocking movies out left when and right, she, it seems like. What Bridesmaids. kicked her off, Bridesmaids was the catalyst for her movie shit. Mike and Molly yeah. is what skyrocketed her when she sure. got cast on that TV show. Yeah, it was oh. like a daytime. Or not a... It was a Chuck Lorre show. It was like a oh, fucking... Oh, Roseanne. Mm-hmm. Right? Pretty much, yeah. But with her and some other fucking... Uh, another stand-up comedian... It was pretty much two really overweight people <laughs> that meet at Overeaters Anonymous and fall oh. in love. Oh. It was, uh, it was a not whole... Kevin James, but he kind of looks like him. Billy Cardell. Yeah. Billy Cardell is the name of the comedian. Hmm. Great fucking show. <laughs> but it it is really a good show, though. But you know what's fucked up about that? Side, side tangent. Yeah. Is that show got fucking canceled? Because Melissa McCarthy lost weight. Oh. Are you fucking serious? Because she wasn't fat anymore. And she they, made a choice. They instead of the just show. instead of just doing like you know they, yeah, she they goes on a fitness journey on the show or well, something. Well, this isn't the route that we were going with the storyline. Yeah. But she was losing weight for a movie role, so they canceled the show. Hmm. And maybe also she didn't really like portraying being like a fat chick. She's probably getting tired of it. Yeah, and she was in Ghostbusters too, the new one. Well, not the newest one, but the one. The, re- yeah. the reboot. Well, hell, if you the think about boot. it, do you think Chris Farley would want to be playing the fat guy today if he was still around? I think Chris Farley would just want to make people laugh. I don't think he cares. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say I don't think Chris Farley. Everything I've seen about Chris Farley is he's just he didn't care. No, he, he drank a lot of coffee and it did a lot of cocaine. It was a lot of drugs that made him. I was gonna care. say it was inside. You do bam, care. Bam. Yeah. He drank a lot care. of coffee though. The fact yeah. that he was the butt of every joke. But that was on, that's what he wanted, you know what I mean? Um, that was, is that really what he wanted, or is that just what he that, accepted? Is that how they wrote him, and he accepted it so he can get a gig? Well, so I he could know. stay paid? It's not a tra- I don't know, dude. Tragedy honest. and comedy, right? So him being who he was. I mean, pretty much all of comedy is you just making fun of yourself. Give some listen to the David Spade and Dana Carvey podcast. Okay. He talks a lot about fucking Chris Farley on that. That's cool because he doesn't really on some of his other show. The the show that he does it's about news. He's got like a team of writers and whatnot, and they all just no, like talk listen about to it. Fly on the Wall. Okay. <clears throat> Since you were the only one that had seen this going into it, roughly, what year did you see this movie? Um, so I want to say this was actually, so this is 99. I might have been working at Blockbuster when this came out because I feel like I saw trailers for it that came out. And so maybe, no, I I knew about it back then, but I honestly didn't watch it until maybe like a year ago or maybe around like, because okay. I, I think I just kind of got an itch like, okay, I want to see Go. Uh, but it was like watching it all over again. It was a, it was a brand new movie. I loved it. Yeah. 
Ironically, first time I purchased this movie, I bought this with Requiem for a Dream. Oh, nice. Wasn't the first time I'd seen the movie. It was the first time I purchased the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can we can wrap it up, I think. <laughs> we'll yes. go around the room. Recommendations and rankings. Um, yeah, I 100% recommend this movie. Uh, even for people who weren't like 90s kids like us or appreciate that shit, it's just, it's fun. It's just a yeah. fun kind of rock and roll twist here. Uh, you know, you kind of feel bad for some of the guys that you're just like, oh, you're, it's like cringy. You're like, oh, God, are they going to make it? And they do, and it's fun. Reminds me of high school parties. Yeah, dude. And, yeah. and again, if you were a kid in the 90s scene and you went to the raves, it's, it's so much like that. Um, or if you want to know what that was like, because it was pretty dead on. Um, so I recommend it. If I was going to go for a rating um, for nostalgia purpose, and then also just because it's fun, good dialogue, good music, good cinematography. Yeah, this one's definitely like a nine in my book, I would have to say. I strongly recommend it. I'd watch it again and again for sure. Agreed, agreed. Tristan? Um, I definitely recommend it. First off, um, it was a great fucking movie. Um, ranking, I'd probably give it solid eight and a half, eight. It was definitely a good movie. I'd pro- I'll probably end up watching it again just to see what else I can pick out of it. But fair, it's especially like the first time watching it. Yeah, you're not knowing what to look for. Yeah, yeah that's true. You're just kind of trying to take it all in yeah. and see what the fuck is happening. And it is a roller coaster ride. Oh of a yeah, movie. Mm-hmm. like I didn't know what the fuck was happening after every yeah. like it cut scenes, and I was like, "What the fuck is coming up next?" And it was definitely good though. Uh, Roxy. Um, I rate it like a nine. I really like the storyline to it. Um. I think they did a pretty good job on it. Yeah. <laughs> B. I'll rate it like a solid eight. It was pretty good. Like, yeah, I'll watch it again. Fair, fair. Jesse, give it like an eight. Like, I love dark comedies. It kind of reminds me of like Seven Psychopaths or mm. In Bruges. But like, <laughs> if I compare it to like In Bruges, which I would probably give a nine or a ten, like it's not quite there, but it's good. Fair. Like, I'll definitely rewatch it. Oh, yeah. Now, before I give my ranking, I just thought about it. Did anybody recognize the actor that played Singh? What movie he was from? Which one was Singh? One of the two that ate the shrimp and got the food poisoning. Uh, That wasn't Breckenmeyer. I've seen him in something, but I can't fucking. I know for a fact that you, Seth, has seen him in something. I can't think of it, man. He's wearing the bunny suit and gets shot in the eye in Donnie Darko. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Which came out before this, right? Uh, Donnie Darko did? That's a good question. It would have been right around the same time. Mm -hmm. Either this came out right before or right after one of the two. Yeah. Flip-flop. I feel like it was like one of those kids like The Crow or one of those films like The Crow yeah. where like all the like the cool kids watched it. Me, I haven't been able to hide my feelings on this movie even before we started fucking watching it. This is a 10 for me. I love this fucking movie. Hell it just yeah. brings me back to the late fucking 90s. <laughs> yeah. That's how it fucking was. 
and as bad as that fucking sounds, <laughs> yeah, it I rings true. This fucking movie. Um, I th- the first time I saw this, I thought it was kind of like a cross between. I can't even think of what. It's it's just such a weird fucking movie. It's like... And it wasn't until six years after me seeing this movie that I realized it was the guy that did Swingers. And I loved Swingers. Mm-hmm. But it's such a different style of movie. Yeah, yeah. I love this. I recommend this movie to everybody. Like, it's, it's a fun fuck... It's a fun watch. You have to deal with fucking subject matter that you might not like. And I... But it, it's really not that bad. There's even for an R-rated movie. It's not a hard the R. The language is even pretty fucking subdued. Yeah, we curse more on this podcast than they did in this yeah. fucking movie. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't a hard R. No, no. not at not at all. Well, I'll no, be darned. but people can still get offended by that. Oh, oh yeah. the drugs. Oh, yeah. People are soft as fuck now. The, the one thing I remember when this movie came out that offended people was Breck and Meyer dropping the N-bomb. That caused a fuck. Yeah, I can see that, though. But even in the 90s, though, no, you can't say that shit ever, and you haven't I mean, been able to. Casper, Justin Pierce. Oh, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a hard yeah. R, too. And they got a lot of crap for that, too. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and I think directly to Samuel L. Jackson of all fucking Bro, people. I'd have been shaking trying to, if I had to say that to him. Like, hell <laughs> right. no. He wanted that Academy Award, man. He's like, all right, I'm going to have to drop some hard R here. He's like, so let's you do need this. me to do what? All right, Tarantino, I believe you. Yeah, fuck. Tarantino's like, <laughs> No, I, like I said, I highly recommend this fucking movie. Um, it is wonderful, like hands down. I was so pumped that you guys hadn't seen the X. I was like, I know you guys are gonna like this. I like because it's, it's like it's so said, much fun. Like, the, like I'll definitely show this to friends. I've Hell yeah. said it twice in this podcast. The only way to describe it is it's a roller coaster. Like, like blow though, blows the same way. You you kind of on the high horse. But it's not as fast paced as this though. Now blows like, this a one lot is just blows the hell. This slower. one is like fucking. You're on speed watching mm. this fucking movie. Just even how it's shot, like the way they cut it. They break fucking filmmaking rules. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. That being said, next week, we are going to be discussing Ruggiero Diodato's Cannibal Holocaust. That'll be a very interesting conversation. I've, I want to say I've maybe seen fragments of clips of what it is or like some of the footage because it's found footage, right? Yeah, you're in for a treat. I'll yeah. just I'll put it that way. I'm looking forward to it. I know it's gonna be fucked up, but I, I want to put it in the bank. The first found footage movie ever made. Okay, I want to put it at in the least bank. part of the movie is the first found footage yeah. movie ever made. Super controversial. I'm hoping that we're gonna be able to like talk a lot about like the controversy oh, part I, aspects I, of it. I, oh yeah, I got um, a bunch of. It might even be in my little horror book here. Whatever the fuck I did with that, I think it was in there. We could read a blip about it as well. Yeah, there was. Um. But, uh, yeah, I want to say thank you all for listening. Um, greatly, you know, appreciate the downloads and whatnot. Um, moviepitpodcast at gmail.com. There's no the. And I think I might have said it before. There's a the. So it's just moviepitpodcast at gmail.com. Um, go watch some horror movies, maybe some psychological thrillers. 
I think we even mentioned, yeah, if you guys want to make some porn, that'd be dope. Um, but yeah, you do you and uh, talk about it. Tell people about what's going on. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Well, thanks for having me again, guys. It's a blast like always. And fucking go watch some movies. Later. Later, later. <laughs> Gentlemen, remember to eat your steak. Chew it before you swallow. It's one of the number one causes of death of single men living alone. I do always swallow. <laughs> oh, of course we have to end with that. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, like I said, next week we're going to be coming back with the Italian classic Cannibal Holocaust. We have a lot of interesting movies coming up on the docket. We're going to kind of switch it up. We got The Well coming up. Then they definitely go. swallow. <laughs> <laughs> and I think when I was looking this morning, we're at 2,900 list downloads. Wow. So thank you, thank you, Fuck thank yeah. you. That's amazing. Dr- drop us an email. You Send us awesome. feedback. We appreciate it, and we love all the downloads. Till next time, kiddies. Thank you for listening to this The Movie Pit Movie Review. We hope you have enjoyed your time. Come back to The Movie Pit Podcast each week for a new movie review podcast. The Movie Pit is produced by Ryan Boozer Johnson and Seth Chapman. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual hosts and may not reflect the views of RMJ Media Incorporated. See you next week.